choose. It's Tuesday. If it's Tuesday, it must be North Hollywood, California. I'm going to move this up a little over here if I can. If not, there we go. Anyway, I started binge watching last night one of my favorite shows. Second season of My Unorthodox Life. I watched it last year. And this family just really got to me because they are so amazing. So fucking amazing. Oh, I love that Julia Hart. She is just, and her kids and her assistant, so amazing to me. And, and I really related to her because, you know, I've shared my experience of my husband leaving me. She left her husband, basically, but my husband left me my second husband and took everything with him. So kind of left me and my son four and a half at the time with nothing. So I had to start creating something. So she left her orthodox life because, you know, I was raised in an orthodox life. And I understand a lot of my family is still orthodox. Thank goodness they have not excommunicated me, so to speak. They still talk to me. I'm grateful for that. My brother's, you know, children and their children. And I, you know, I get to see them when I visit New York, go to Israel. But her family completely, they're from Muncie. Come on, that is really like the ultra, ultra orthodox Hasidim, whatever you want to call them. I'm not sure what you call them, but so they probably would be excommunicated. I hate that word, but I like that word, you know, and her family's basically abandoned her when she's going through all of her shit now. So and my family has not abandoned me, although I made my choices not to continue in my orthodox life when I was a kid. Well, actually in my 20s, because my first husband, he didn't want that kind of a life. He wanted a, you know, he didn't want separate dishes because that's what I was raised with, you know. Anyway, that's a whole other story. But so I started binge watching it last night. And this guy, Silvio, I mean, she really helped to create what elite model group. I only wish... I have a great manager, I have to say. But to be with Elite Model World, with that Julia Hart directing your um, your career, even though I'm an old lady and I have a lot of people on my team, I have a great team of people, you know, World Builder Entertainment, IFP, <laughs> I know, crazy, right? Uh, my publicity people. I just have a great team of people. Anyway, so I'm very grateful for that. And I helped to create a lot of my own things. Created, you know, and written and produced and, and just have done a lot of stuff to get where I am. And I'm not on the major level like, you know, on Netflix or anything like that. You know, I have my podcast, you know, I have a lot of different things happening for me at my age, and I'm very grateful for that, really, because this is what I always dreamed. You know, I love reality television. It's one of my favorite things. I've been on a number of reality television shows. I'm a personality. 
You know, my TikTok following is unbelievably fucking fantastic. And I have a wonderful group of friends, sober friends. Um, and I'm very grateful for that. I got in a fabulous adopted daughter. My children may not speak to me, my son and his family, but I all love them no matter what. Okay. And my uh, adopted daughter, Lisa Brown. And I'm very grateful. I'm a fabulous husband, Ed Brown. I just, you know, just am so happy about that. But that my unorthodox life, you know, when he decides he's going to split from her, there is no amicable split. And she was fooling herself into thinking there was because, you know, I bifurcated. That means that I until we got the divorce, I put everything off with the settlement. Of course, my ex-husband was hooking up with a wealthy woman. Wealthy. You know, how wealthy are you in Rancho Cocamonga, California? Come on, let's be real there. But she had more money than me. I didn't have anything. You know, I had no money. I've never been smart with money. You know, I've just, you know, when I've had it, I've spent it. You know, kind of my feeling is like, what are you going to save it for? A rainy day? Doesn't They say it never rained in Southern California. Well, it rains here, but I've never been good at that. I'm just being a very honest with you. You know, there was my my father was a spender. I'm a spender. That's just the way I am. So I didn't have any money. I didn't save any money. <clears throat> and when we separated, okay, this was in 1980, what was it, 86 or 7, 88. So he gave me $1,200 a month, um, $700 for Cameron, my son, so he could go to school, and then $500 in, in uh, spousal support. Within a year, they went to court and sued me for child support and alimony relief. They took me to the cleaners, and, and, and they took away the $500 a month, so all I had was $700 a month for my son and me. And I only got it twice a month. Like he would give me on the 15th, $350. On the 1st, $350. So it helped pay for the apartment. That's all it paid for. Nothing but the fucking apartment that I had. And the fucking apartment rent was $700 for a number of years. So that took care of that. Okay. So I had to go out and make my living myself. But I love this woman because she left her Orthodox family for a couple of different reasons. Well, first of all, one of her daughters is a lesbian, and I'm sure they would have married her off to try and straighten her out, you know, and have kids and all that. And it probably would have resulted in her doing herself in because she's an amazing person. I think she's fabulous. And the other one, Batsheva, she got married early and she realized, you know, this isn't what she wants. This is not the kind of lifestyle that she wants. And so she broke free. Okay. And the son who's adorable, Shlomo, he's making the decisions as to what he wants to do. I don't know. The younger one, you know, he's with the Orthodox community. What do you want to do? He, that's what he wants to do. He wants to stay with the Orthodox community. What can you do about it? Nothing, Mama. You can't do anything about it until he makes the decision. He's 15. 
that he wants to leave the Orthodox community. And that's his decision. We'll see. So, you know, her experience, because, you know, she, I had nothing, basically. So the woman that my ex married, she had something and she had a family business and, you know, and she was very successful. So she could really, oh, by the way, they did buy out my Hyundai, which was like the original Hyundai, which was a piece of shit from 1987. That Hyundai should be called Hyundai because you could die in that fucking car. Okay. So they bought it out and gave it to me for $7,000. Okay. That's what I got. Now he was supposed to pay the ex health insurance. Uh, I was supposed to get some of his pension. We had a, uh, a country club. I didn't get any of those fucking things and I bifurcated so he could get married, you know, in 1990. He's still married to her and got nothing because I didn't have any money to have a good lawyer. That's what happened to me. I had a bad lawyer who just really fucked everything up for me. Not only that, but she, she turned me into the IRS, took away my child credit. She did a lot of fucking things to me, took away my child credit, $4,000 saying that he was living with them when he was really living with me. So she did a lot of vindictive things towards me. Like I ever wanted him back? No, never. That he was a loudmouth, goddamn stinking Irish bum drinking all the time. I'm just spouting everything now, getting angry <laughs> about it. When I'm thinking about this, Julia Hart, God bless you, Julia Hart, if you ever listen to this who helped create this Silvio guy, whoever the fuck he is, helped create the elite modeling agency to how huge and gigantic it is. He goes into the apartment when she's not, I would have never left the apartment, okay? Change the locks on the door. Someone gave her the advice to change, not change the locks on the fucking door. Bitch, change the locks on the fucking door right away. Change it, okay? That's what I did. And then he left his shit behind my ex in his closet. I took everything out and had a yard sale every Sunday, including his fucking golf clubs, because that's what his life was all about. Honey, I'm going golfing. I'm getting drunk with the boys. That's what in, in parenthesis, <laughs> getting drunk with the boys, going golfing. Go ahead, go fucking golfing like I really give a shit if you golf or not. Golfs. <laughs> Not me. I don't golf. Okay, so um, I would never have left the apartment. He goes into the apartment and takes artwork and all sorts of shit and packs his shit up like it's his, you know, like his shit. Have you ever lived with anybody who, even though you've bought it with your own money, thinks it's their shit and moves it out? That's happened to me before, too. Oh, I love this man. He's so fabulous. Takes my shit and moves it out, you know, kind of thing. So she comes back and the artwork is gone. Her fabulous assistant, Robert, says, well, isn't there some art on the wall? Yeah, there was. And he probably fucking took it. Okay, let's talk reality here. Now he says he never gave her 50% of the business. Did she help you with this business, really? You know, Silvio, didn't she help you create it? 
her style power, you know, her show on Netflix. Come on, take a look at her. You know, she's fabulous, fabulous. And those kids of hers are fabulous. And that Robert, he's fabulous. I don't know about his fiance because he's looking to still play around. Come on. Robert is the, and I love the type of person that settles, settles down and that's the person. He even changed his body, Robert, and he was adorable before. Robert, I love you if you ever listen to this, okay? Now, they're in a fight, you know, and I understand those fights, you know. I understand when people fight for property, like, does it really matter? Is property really something? The most important thing is your family. The most important thing is your self-respect. And once again, she let a man tell her what to do, Silvio, directing her life. And she thought it was going to be forever. And that's what happened with my first husband. You know, I had to give him my paycheck every week. I was an idiot when it come, came to that marriage. I guess we had amassed a lot. I had no idea how much money we had. I didn't know because I was a moron giving him my paycheck every week. And when I split from him, I left. I didn't take anything with me because I just thought, you know, I'm breaking this marriage up. I feel so horrible. Not that I cheated on him. Well, I did kiss a few other guys. I'm not going to lie. But I wanted to cheat on him. Remember I said, <laughs> yeah, he, he was like the three-minute wonder, you know, right near my you-know-what, my hoo-ha, and he comes. Come on. Didn't he have a chance to go in the canal and he's coming? Well, get out of here. He was a terrible, terrible lover. You know, made me spray, spray on my hoo-ha before we went to bed. You don't like the smell of it? I don't know. I'm wondering about you. What, what's wrong with you? Anyway, maybe he was gay. All right, who knows? But I left and didn't take anything with me. I was a moron, a stupid, and I hate to use the word stupid for myself, moron. And I didn't really take anything with me. I didn't know how to live. When I split from the first husband, I had no idea how to live. I didn't know how to take care of myself. I went from my mother's house to my husband's in my apartment, and I didn't know how to live. Listen to this. There's an alarm going out. We're on the 14th floor, okay? And you know what's interesting? Let me tell you this. I just sidebar. Always buy your own artwork and your own stuff and your own furniture. So that when you move into a place, it's yours and they can't take it away from you. Because I've always done that. I've collected things for years and no husband of mine ever, ever will ever have anything of mine because it's all been mine before I married. Even this third husband, most of the artwork and everything in this place belongs to me. I bought it before. I collected before. I used to collect a lot of antiques and posters and things like that. So that first husband told me what to do. Nobody's going to tell me what to fucking do. That's my reality. Nobody is going to tell me what to do. No man, no woman, because my mother always told me what to do. Then my husband told me what to do. The second one, he just went off and drank. And this one, he doesn't tell me what to do, honey. Let me tell you something. I tell him what to do. That's right. And he doesn't even listen anyway. So, you know, remember, he just had blood clots in the lungs. So he stopped taking his Zarelto. Now he's taking it again. 
So go back, going back to Julia Hart and her family, she, you know, the guy didn't want her family around. She's all about her family. She loves her family. The family loves her. You know, when you get married to somebody, if like this husband, I had a kid before I married this third Mr. Marketty, right? Of course, right. So he has to accept that. If he's not interested in that, then, then he's not the right person for me. And this guy, Silvio, wasn't the right person for her, in my opinion, because he didn't like the fact that his kids, her kids were around all the time. Too fucking bad, Silvio. They're her kids, okay? She has every right to want her kids around her. For a couple of years, she didn't have her kids around her. Little by little, the kids, they came in and were, are around her now and have bonded around her, helped her in her life right at this moment. So, see, and now she's got to fight for what she helped to create that he said, and he fires her ass. Come on, Silvio. You know, come on, be a mensch. Do you know what a mensch is in Yiddish? Be a man. You know, you married this woman, you love this woman, you helped to create something together, and you fire her ass. Come on. That's ridiculous. It's horrible. Ugh, it's giving me agita just thinking about this woman. And I love the fact that this show is on Netflix. Thank you, Netflix. Thank you for doing a series about this woman and her family and her struggles and how she left and created a new life for herself. And now she's creating another new life for herself. And... She went to a matchmaker. I love that because, you know, my grandmother, my Bubby, Gittel Bernstein was the matchmaker. She was the matchmaker in the neighborhood. You know, she had her stand in a market on 13th Avenue and 40th Street in Brooklyn. And what would happen is people would come in and say, Gittel, Gittel, I want you to find a male or a female for my daughter or son. So that was my grandma. She would always like, you know, find different people. Like, for example, she found a um, a husband for my mother's cousin, Evelyn, Ralph. And they got married and lived happily ever after and had a fabulous son. But my grandma, people would just say, yeah, but Gittle, he's got a club foot. And she would say, he'll make up for it in bed. Or he's short and he'll make up for it in bed. So... She really, really, really got a lot of people, you know, married and wonderfully so. And so she was the neighborhood bubby, Yenta, Yenta, Yenta Talabenda. That's what she was. Sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset. And you all know I was in Fiddler on the Roof for about a week last year. I got fired. My ass got fired because I couldn't keep up with everybody. Well, I'm an old lady. I can't keep up with everything. I was 74. Now I'm 75. I couldn't keep up with the hectic schedule of dancing from rehearsing from like nine in the morning to six at night. I just couldn't. And schlepping around New York on the subway and all that kind of chazerai. So, wow, I'm just, you know, I've gone from... My unorthodox life to my life to being behind a woman like, you know, Julia Hart, 
who I think is a fabulous woman, to her children, who I think are fabulous. And, you know, I hope they find what they're looking for. I hope Shlomo finds somebody, you know, and uh, Bathsheba. Hope that she finds the right person for her. Take your time, honey. You were married for all these years. Take your time since you were 19. Just enjoy your single life, right? And Miriam, if you're still with that beautiful girl, great. If not, you'll find the right person for yourself, right? Of course. And Iran, whatever you decide to do, wait for a little while. You'll make the right decisions for yourself. I know you will. But, you know, getting back to the thing with the Silvio thing, I mean, men can be so vindictive. If you don't want to be married to somebody, you know, just amicably split. Is there ever any amicable splits? I don't know of any. I know my two marriages were not amicably split. You know, I took, what did I take, $20 a week from that first ex-husband of mine? 20 a month? Oh, I was out of my fucking mind to, to take only that. But you deserve everything, everything, Julia Hart, that you could get because you are a wonderful, incredible, special person who created or helping to create something the way it is like amazing now. And you know what? You don't need any man to tell you what to do. If my husband, this one, the third Mr. Market, he told me what to do. I'd say, yeah, you and who else? I'd go Brooklyn on him because I am from Brooklyn, you know, and I don't like when people tell me what to do. I've shared this already. So you go, girl, Julia Hart. I'm going to continue watching, binge watching your show tonight. And uh, I love you all so much. You're all very special family. You are amazing. You're, you kids are very lucky to have a mom who created something so amazing and still creates. And I'm so grateful to Netflix because Netflix is amazing. And you know what I'm going to watch next, of course, Harry and Meghan, because I believe every single thing that happened to Princess Diana was as a result of the affair, the infamous affair. And I will be sharing about that, that infamous affair. You know, poor Diana. There's three people in this marriage, she said. She was right. There were three people in that fucking marriage. You know what I mean? Well, Harry and Megan, I love you. Julia Hart and your family, I love you. So uh, next week, I'm going to be on Good Day LA at 9.20 in the morning in LA. TikTok Bubby talking about relationships. Because if there's anything I know a lot about, it's fucking relationships having been five times I've been engaged, three times married. I know the ins and outs, the goods and the bads. And I love you all. I'm going to go. To all my fans and friends, to everybody, don't forget, if no one told you they love you today, I love you because you're you.